0: Hey P fans, Jaisha here just to let you know that the unthinkable happened and this episode was accidentally recorded from my iPhone internal microphone instead of our proper ones. I've done all I can for the audio, so hopefully it's listenable, but huge apologies for that, and what an episode for it to happen on. Anyway, enjoy the show because it's time for destroy your monsters, baby! Did you catch that sneaky little Godzilla reference in Elvis? In Elvis, yeah. Was your Godzilla reference in Elvis? Uh, when all of Elvis's friends are running into the into his house, there's a faint faint line in the back of a random kid saying, "Hey, Miss Presley, can we watch your TV? To can we use your TV to watch the new Godzilla movie, really?" And I was like, "Oh!" And I looked at you, and you didn't look over at me. I didn't even catch. I, I I did not even catch that. And i tell you what, though, I've been watching this through the Austin Powers movies. Any Godzilla references there? Third Austin Powers movie. Serious? Godzilla is in it. like a Wait, the actual? No, like a puppet model of Godzilla and you're like, run, it's Godzilla. Nope, that's not Godzilla. That's a copyright distinct version of Godzilla. <laughs> they say Godzilla, but it's not Godzilla. But it's Godzilla, you know? I think Austin Powers I... is Godzilla adjacent. I think so. No, we'll leave it to Austin Danger <laughs> to, to cover that one off. Man, there's been a lot of stuff going on. You know where I wish that I was this week? G Fest. The premier Godzilla like convention. I didn't even know this. the annual thing. Godzilla Convention G Fest overseas. We gotta do it one day. Where is it? I I do Japan? not know. I don't I don't know if it's Japan. I think it might be in the States. G Fest. Watch out. Yeah. Twenty 2020- twenty Five? <laughs> what, are we, are we saying it? 2025. 2025. We're gonna be one of the headliners. Consular headlining G-Fest. Watch out, guys. Welcome back, folks. I am here, live from monster land. Life from Monsterland, right in front of me, there's a ginormous Jaisha. <laughs> he died five years ago in a previous movie, but he's back. Right in front of me, narrating right now, is Micah flying through the air just before. Well, oh, he's taking a dive. He's picking a dolphin out of the water and eating it. <laughs> My favorite snack. <laughs> We're back. This is a big, big movie. A big time for the podcast. This is one we've been leading to for a while now, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, it's the reason we are watching a lot of the adjacent movies. Varan. Varan. We watched Varan because of this movie. Atragon, pretty much. We watched it because Manda's in that. Manda's in this movie. Uh, the Fra- Frankenstein. Yeah. The Frankenstein the one. The Frankenstein one. <laughs> Baragons I are f- that. I feel like we've seen how many movies now?
1: <laughs> we have seen like, so many of them. Is names.
0: this our 25th episode? I don't know. It's, it's near there. This is, we've been doing Podzilla for over a year, guys. Wait, has it reached yeah, our Yeah, this is, this is, oh I don't know way. our exact date, but we've been doing this for over a year. Congratulations, so guys. This is a big milestone, but this is a Destroy All Monsters, 1968. Ashira Honda's back doing a Godzilla movie. He hasn't done the late the two before this one, Ibra and of Godzilla. So it was nice to return to his style, you yeah, know? Taking back the reins. Yeah. I, how should we do this one? Did you just want to do what we usually do? You want to take us in? Yes, jump straight into it, man. The year is 1999 and all of the earth's kaiju have been collected and confined in an area known as Monsterland. A special control center is constructed underneath the island to ensure the monsters stay secure and serve as a research facility to study them. When communications with Monsterland are suddenly and mysteriously severed, and all the monsters begin attacking world capitals, Dr. Yoshida of the UNSC orders Captain Yamabe and the crew of his spaceship, Moonlight SY-3, to investigate Ogasawara. There, they discover that the scientists, led by Dr. Otani, have become minor controlled slaves of a feminine alien race identifying themselves as the Kylax, who reveal that they are in control of the monsters. Their leader demands that the human race surrender or face total annihilation. Godzilla attacks New York City, Rodan invades Moscow, Mothra lays waste to Beijing, Gorosaurus destroys Paris, and Manda attacks London, which is set into motion to take attention away from Japan so that the aliens can establish an underground stronghold near Mount Fuji. The Kylax then turn their next major attack on Tokyo, and without serious opposition, become arrogant in their aims until the UNSC discover that the Kylax has switched to broadcasting the control signals from their base under the moon's surface. In a desperate battle, the crew of the SY-3 destroy the Kylax lunar outpost and return the alien control system to Earth. With all of the monsters now under the control of the UNSC, the Kylax unleash their hidden weapon, King Jadora. The three-headed space monster is dispatched to protect the alien stronghold at Mount Fuji and battles Godzilla, Manila, Mothra, Rodan, Gorosaurus, Gyrus, Kamunga, Manda, Baragon, and Varan. While seemingly invincible, kenjadora is eventually overpowered by the combined strength of the Earth monsters and is killed. With the Kylax ultimately defeated, Godzilla and the other monsters are all returned to Monsterland to live together in peace. Destroy. All monsters. So another big team up that's happening in the very near future is All Monsters Attack. Yeah. I'm forever going to switch up the titles of those two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it feels like this is the movie where all the monsters attack. Yeah. At no point in the movie are they trying to destroy (laughs) all the monsters. Nah, the only monster that's destroyed is King Jadora, pretty much. He gets killed. He's the sole monster that's destroyed by all the monsters. Yeah all, the all the monsters attack just, yeah all monsters all monsters <laughs> all monsters attack yeah you're right now that's a huge list of kaiju i read out there is it 11 in total godzilla mm-hmm. manila mothra rodan Gorosaurus is chucked in there yeah Giras, Kamonga, manda baragon and varan love them and in king jadora love the manda baragon varan one this two three all-star cast yeah <laughs> Do you, do you have any big things that stuck out to you? The the thing I think we'll spend the most time on this episode is talking about the monsters. Yeah, I think that's so. kind of what this movie's known for. But to be honest, they're a, they're quite a small part of this. The The whole climactic battle is where they all get a chance to shine. But mm. apart from that, they're kind of just shown in little snippets. Yeah, I feel like this movie... It, it's really showcased by those little snippets of the kaiju. Yeah. But built around that is the larger story of the humans versus the kylax, Yeah. Yet another alien race. Yeah, completely new. I don't know why I didn't reuse. What, the, what the zillions who? Yeah. It was perfect. They like z- teleported away at the last second. Yeah. And they were known for mind controlling kaiju. They had King Jadora under them. Yeah. They were, I'm pretty sure they were in a on a planet, Planet X in between Mars and and whatever other planet these ones were from. They just keep creating more planets, more aliens. (laughs) What did you think of the whole, like, human plot overall? So the human plot, yeah, mostly revolving around a team of... Actually, let me get the cast up. Yeah. So we have our government team, Dr. Yoshido, played by Jun Tazaki, Dr. Otani, played by Yoshio Tsuchiya, and our American actor, Andrew Hughes, playing Dr. Stevenson. They're kind of in the background... Doing most of the talking to the Kylax. Yeah. Dr. Stevenson, our American actor, very much so. Why was he in this? I feel like most of these movies have like the token American actor. <laughs> yeah, very much. To appeal so. to the American audience. Yeah. Uh, we have the leader of the Kylax, Kyoko Ai, playing the Kylax Queen, mm-hmm. and then some underlings under her. But then we have our like core group, the astronauts coming from the moon. Yeah. Who, you know, when there's an attack by Kaiju on Earth, you bring the people from the moon back to hell. This is the thing I did not understand. Uh, well, name, name them first. <laughs> uh, so is Katsuo Yamabe, <laughs> our protagonist, played by Akira Kubo, one of our faves. Mm-hmm. Uh, his girlfriend, kind of a girlfriend? Love interest, yeah. Love interest, I think. Uh, Kyoko Minabe, played by Yukiko Kobayashi. She's one of the people who gets mind-controlled by the Kylax. Uh, we have Ogata, played by Chotoro togan and a few others. I don't think I got the government team correct. Kinji is in there somewhere. Yeah. This this is kind of like an all-star cast, even yeah. though they're not all in it for much, and mm. all kind of in little bit parts. But yeah, this is this is what I did not understand, right? Yeah. Kylax come. Take all the kaiju off Monster Land. Yeah, it starts off with Monsterland. Yeah. We have all these kaiju Unable to escape. Yeah. Living together peacefully. I think, well, there's been a huge time skip to wherever we were before. Now we're in 1999 and they've managed to control all kaiju. Yeah, Mothra is back in larvae form. Yeah, a new, a new Mothra, supposedly. Baragon and Varan, I'm pretty sure, died when we last saw them, but they're back. And Garris was definitely Kum- dead. And Garris is there, same with Kumonga. Yeah, yeah. Which Consula and Manila defeated, but they're back together peacefully. So I guess, like at this point we can assume that these are all new new kaiju of the same species but then manila is exactly the same yeah is this is i remember you saying i don't know if it was on podcast or not but you saying that there was a conspiracy theory with manila yeah growing up into a different incarnation of godzilla. yeah but it's a, it's the godzilla movie after this or a couple a yeah so this hunter. is a weird like kind of canon but it doesn't explain how it's canon movie yeah i don't know it doesn't make much yeah, sense you yeah. think about it sorry yeah but then they all get taken away and then where does the government turn to to track down these monsters to find these Kylax? oh we'll turn to the astronauts <laughs> we'll send an astronaut team in to find these a- to find these aliens attacking us just so we're literally chasing ufos on the moon yeah. at the moment just because the astronauts i don't think like they're not super equipped to deal with aliens like seemed in a SWAT team or something, yeah. you know, some specially trained armed forces to take down these inv- invaders from out of space. Yeah. <laughs> good, good points all around, dude. But I mean, that's, oh, that's the basis for these, mo- yeah. this movie, the astronauts come from space to earth and are doing this back and forth between trying to hunt down these yeah. aliens. And there's some good scenes with them. Yeah. Like early on, once they find out that the Kylax are controlling the monsters, we have a Pretty cool shootout on one of the bases. Yeah. Uh, with the team and all of the yellow astronaut Real colourful again, which yeah. I liked. And was it, was it the scene you are talking about where there's just a lot of gas that's, like, let into yeah. the room? Real cool shots with just this gas filling up the scene, and it's just, like, enhancing different parts of the colour. The the way some of these scenes were shot as well, there were some real creative shots. Mm. I mean, it wasn't, like, super engaging. There wasn't much character development this time around. But yeah. it still looked cool and it was snappy yeah. action sequences. Some of the scenes reminded me of just coming off seeing the new Doctor Strange movie, kind of Sam Raimi's a bit out there cinematography. Yeah, like the quick zoom in to people's faces. Quick zoom in, spinning around sometimes. <laughs> You're right. Uh, there's one particular shot, real cool, with I think it's the SY-3. The the spaceship, I, I whatever it was called. It right. yeah, <laughs> the spaceship, like, in the foreground and Rodan in the background looking real huge, but then like a uh, a Dutch angle as well as it's shooting off into space. Yeah. Like some real cool looking scenes. Yeah, real cool stuff. So yeah, even though it wasn't super engaging, we didn't care about these guys a lot. I had fun. It felt more than properly anything we've seen to this point, even though I've said it a few times before. Felt very like Star Trek. Yeah, actually. This felt super Star Trek, just a ragtag team coming in investigating a weird alien species that at the end we find out can turn into like slugs or snails or yeah. rocks mineral mineral slugs <laughs> uh yeah plot goes on just to wrap up like the human side of things yeah uh they have to find out who's being mind controlled by the kylax uh some of the humans who are being controlled end up walking out of you know building windows and committing suicide falling to their death yeah and we have talked about in the past, I think we tr- started watching this with our dad back in the day. Yeah. And it, once he saw that, he was like, "No, nah, these kids aren't seeing this. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I can't understand it now because we were super young and yeah. there's not a lot of kaiju stuff at the front end of this movie, which is why we would have been watching this in the first place. We would have been watching this to see Godzilla mm. and instead we're getting this plot with yeah people walking out of windows and... Ripping, oh, off ripping each other's, ear- ripping their off. There's a bit of blood in this one. Like, yeah, actually, I like it, but it's it's different to what we've seen. They're trying to find like these monster-controlling devices all around the globe. Mm-hmm. They mentioned how some of them have been snuck inside coconuts in the Bahamas or someplace, in, in and <laughs> chunks of ice. Yeah. Uh, you see a shot of one in a clam. One was in like the the cross on top of a chapel somewhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, pretty cool stuff. Real quick to wrap it up. Who's your favorite human character in this? I like the main guy. Yeah. What's his name? Akira. Akira Kubo. Akira Kubo. Yeah, I, I liked him. I mean, again, we're not given much to care about with any of these other characters, but he was great. He does a good job. And also, I don't even I don't even know his name, but one of the first scientists that's mind controlled and they find that little bead in his neck. Mm. I, I liked him just because of how much he was hamming up his acting when he was controlled from the aliens. Yeah. And I like, this isn't, this isn't really, I guess this doesn't count for liking the character, but I loved how his dummy looked when he walked out of the building. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Fell to his death. I can <laughs> just imagine them shooting there. just like, okay, camera's ready. Just chuck an action figure can out. throw a straw man. Looked so fake. So yeah, I, I liked him. Because of the scene when he wasn't actually acting, it. but you know, and let it be known when they did his autopsy, they did not find a hearing aid in <laughs> his neck. Yeah. Why did they say, "Oh, does he is he hard of hearing? Is this a hearing aid? The small ball in his neck? Well this isn't a hearing aid." It's nineteen ninety nine, man. They must have advanced yeah. like hearing aids, hearing aids inside your <laughs> thyroid glands. Well, who was your favorite? Uh, I like the leading lady. Yeah. Yukiko Kobayashi. Again, not too much to go off, but I feel like her acting's pretty good in some places. Mm. You got half the movie with her mind control, then half of her not too, so. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, on to the good stuff. Should we do it? Let's. Go. I've got a list of the monsters here and a, little, a few little bits of information about each of them. Do you want to give me, like, your thoughts on the monsters as I go through them? yeah so again Do- at, the, at the start real quick on monster land most of the monsters are there big fight at the end yeah throughout the movie we have very short snippets of these kaiju attacking various places around the world first off we have godzilla classic hairo <laughs> nakajima returning to the role and yeah this is this is a new suit, and I think I really liked his suit in this one. I think this is the my favorite one so far. Yeah. But what were your thoughts overall on Godzilla in this? Godzilla, he's just classic Godzilla. He doesn't do too much of the Godzilla goofiness that we've seen yeah. in the past few of the movies. But he's just he's just solid as he's always been. Mm. Uh, he does some cool cool moves where he, he's like curving his atomic breath to blast like rocket ships in the air. Yeah. Because what happens, where's he attacking in the movie? Uh, he is set to, I think... He goes he, to the United States. He is sent to the States. Is this the first time Godzilla's officially been to America in, in these movies? Yeah, he goes, to, he goes to New York. For like a couple seconds. Yeah. But he's there. Yeah. Godzilla's attacking New York. Good stuff. Yeah. It's funny you said that though, because all the personality it seemed like these characters had and like, was it... Jadora, the three-headed monster, and Invasion of Astro Monster. Ebira as well, a little bit. Yeah, yeah. All that personality seems to have gone a little bit. Is that because of ishiro's vision for this movie? I don't. I know he wasn't too keen on that stuff. Yeah, he wasn't too keen initially, but I mean, he did it in, in Invasion of Astro Monster, so it's interesting. But mm. you know who did have personality? Our second kaiju, Manila. <laughs> Masayo Fukuzawa, little man Machan, is he's back he's playing Manila. This? Yeah. he's great dude (laughs) i think coming right off the heels of son of godzilla yeah they they fully just took his personality and brought it along to this one he isn't in it much no he's not even in the good middle chunk of the movie when all of them are attacking places but his his entrance as well the first time you pretty much see him is when they're waiting for all these monsters to converge at mount fuji and they're like who's coming up first is it godzilla then just waddling along. (laughs) Manila's the first one just waddling into the battle zone. It's so good. Uh, The the only thing I have here about the Manila suit was that they used the same one from Son of Godzilla, but they changed the face a little bit. There were some slight modifications to make him look more like the Godzilla suit in this movie. Okay. So I didn't really catch on to it too much, but apparently they changed it up a bit. I noticed... He and Godzilla looked a little more alike. Mm. Uh, I have seen pictures of a later Manila suit. Yeah. I don't like the later one. Oh, and and like the Millennium series or one of the new movies? Yeah, like when he's real smooth. Yeah, they changed him a bit. Nah, this this is peak Manila for me. This is the Manila everyone hates. This is the Manila everyone says is ugly. This is the Manila that gets bullied by everyone online. I don't... I can see why in Son of Godzilla. Yeah. I don't really understand that for this one. Because mm. he doesn't do much, but what he does do is pretty significant. Yeah, he full on does a smoke ring and like strangles one of Jadora's necks. Yeah, in the, in the final battle he does like one of the big last three attacks. And everything he's doing is so funny. I mean, when Jadora's dead, he's the one who like climbs up on top of him <laughs> and is like doing a little victory dance thing. Before he does his smoke uh, smoke ring, he does like a little belly rub to charge up. Yeah. Yeah. Like like, it's it's cool having a character like this that is so different to the other kaiju. He's, like, mm. in his own little remit, which is awesome. He's, like, the little underdog. Yeah, little underdog dude. Now, bigger in the Discord mentioned to look out for something he does during the final battle. I think it was that smoke ring okay, strangling okay. jadora Because me and you, when we watched that, man. Was that the best blow any of the kaiju but, did to Jadora? I saw Jasia just, like... Jump up in the air, stand on the couch, and start cheering. Grabbed out my Manila number one foam hand. <laughs> yeah, I was, I was, I was loving it. He yeah, had his Manila action figure in one hand. <laughs> right when the credits rolled, he just recreated that scene for like a good solid minute. <laughs> oh, it's good. It's good. I love Manila. He's great. We also have in this one Rodan. <laughs> Played by Teruo Aragaki. And I think this is the first time I've seen Rodan since Invasion of Astro Monster. Yeah, I keep forgetting that he's been in it since the original movie. Yeah, he's been one of the ones that's been more prominently in this yeah. series to this point. But they used the same suit from those movies. Um, but they had to greatly repair it because of some um of warehouse <laughs> fire. Yeah, some done to the costume. There's going to be a lot of that as we read on. I never noticed. Is Rodan's beak, has it always been that curved downwards? I think this generation of Rodan has. Definitely not in, like, the first Rodan movie. Because it just goes straight down. Yeah. Yeah, it's just like a... Yeah, completely curved downwards beak. Rodan's the one that eats the dolphin out of the water, by <laughs> yeah, the way. Yeah. He's got some good scenes in this, though. Like, there's... He uses his, like, shock... What do you call it? The shock wave from his wings or him flying? It's like, he's got a sonic boom and then is, like wave yeah uh wing tornado or whatever he used a few of those which we've seen before he also like completely head-on flew into like a plane and the plane just exploded yeah there's some good flying scenes with him yeah he was good in it i like to write it in uh and then we also have Angiris, played by tadaki watanabe i love his this. yeah is and this a new one this is i mean it's a completely new suit constructed for Angiris because last time we saw him was was it 55 the second movie we ever covered on this podcast it, it's so weird to me and it'll become more apparent in the later kaiju as well just the ones they decided to pick for this movie yeah because you have some front rows you've got gods over dan why chuck an anguirus the minor <laughs> antagonist of the totally of the sequel. Well, oh, I mean, it was it was a Shira Honda's grand vision for this, for it to have all the monsters from previous movies, for it to be a big, huge event film. Well, real quick, what do you mean by that? Because when you say all previous movies, you have ones like Varan which aren't connected, or all previous Toho movies. So but we we've only watched the Godzilla Jason. Yes, yeah, yeah. So I'll go into a bit more, but there's a few more we tried to get added into okay. this one. But yeah. For some reason, Anguirus was plucked from the 1955 film. And I don't know if it was because he was attached to the monster or thought it was, it was cool. Or, like, yeah. like, he's a cool looking dude. Yeah, he's awesome. I love Anguirus in this. And he does have a bit, bit of personality, which I liked. He also has some awesome <laughs> scenes. I think early on in the movie, Rodan falls off his perch and like completely lands <laughs> on right. Anguirus' yeah. back. And then you see later on when Anguirus bites one of King Jadora's necks. While yeah. King Jadora flies off and he's <laughs> just like dangling in the air. Yes, Manila, him, and somebody else, they do the last big attacks on the three heads. Yeah. He's just chomping away at the head. And I, the thing I love about that last scene when he's attacking King Jadora is that he's actually visibly drawing blood. Yeah. And they made such an effort in that final scene to make it quite gruesome, actually. Yeah, a lot of blood coming from Jadora's heads. And King Jadora is our next kaiju. <laughs> Played by Susanoo Utsumi. and yeah, they they made a big effort to like bring back this big bad from the other films, but actually like destroy him, you know. Yeah, <laughs> and he was like a surprise character at the end of the movie. Yeah, he's in this just for the end part when you think all the Karlaks are being defeated. They were they were the only big foe for everyone to overcome. Nope, and he a back. weapon somehow. <laughs> somehow. Forgidora returns. <laughs> uh, and yeah, for Jadora as well, they used the original suit they used for him, um, but they did some repairs and they made completely new wings. Mm-hmm. I didn't really notice it, but the wings look a bit different. And yeah, he's, he's been in a few movies already. I, I forget how many times we've seen this guy and he just comes back from another planet every time with different aliens every time. It's I think this is his third appearance. Yeah, I think you're right. Because they did a sequel to the first one. Yeah. Hold up. There was Jadora, the three-headed monster. And then there was Invasion of the Astro Monster. Invasion of the Astro Monster. Yeah. It's interesting that they brought him back as the main villain for the original team-up. Yeah. In Attack from Outer Space. That's a different movie, isn't it? Battle in Outer Space. You're oh thinking my gosh. of <laughs> Invasion of Astro Monster. Yeah. That was kind of like our first Avengers team-up of these kinds. Yeah. No, you're thinking of Jadora, the three-headed monster. The first one with King Jodora, we had oh, Godzilla, uh, Rodan, and Mothra going up against him. Then who was the second one? Second. Wait, what was Invasion of Astro Monster about? Invasion of Astro Monster was Godzilla and Rodan being taken to space. Oh, you're right. It's <laughs> just more into They've one. They've blended it. Of- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but Jodora returned for this one, and I Mothra. To, I need to go back and go back and listen to our episode on those two movies yeah orient myself there you go. we've Wind done wink. both of them uh and yeah mothra returns for this one as well but as we said a different mothra last time we saw mothra she was in her imago form mm-hmm. full moth now she's a larvae again i kind of like how they're using the larvae just as much as the moth version yeah maybe in maybe see the larvae more in these showa films yeah. than the proper mothra form so it's pretty cool and you know Mothra is coming in clutch in that final battle. Yeah. What was she doing, Micah? Using her web spray. Yeah. Constantly. <laughs> A solid five minutes just web spraying over everyone fighting Jadora. You know who else was web spraying? Who else was web spraying? Kumonga. Kumonga, the spider that we saw just um, last episode on, in Son of Godzilla. And same prop that was used for Son of Godzilla for mm-hmm. Komunga in this one. However, they changed up um, his eyes so that they're distinctly red the whole time in this one instead of the purpley blue they were in Son of Godzilla. I think I saw some scenes where it was still purple. Really? I don't know if that was just uh, reused footage when it was, when he was by himself. I noticed during the end it was red for sure. I think I think there was also some stock footage used it. for Kumonga. Mm-hmm. Because he just comes out of the blue in the last finale. Literally walks up, does the same thing Mothra does, just sprays his yeah. web. Team attack. <laughs> uh, then next we have Manda making his first return since Ooh. Atragon. Outside of the ocean. Yeah, he's completely on land this time around. It's the same puppet that was used oh, really? in Atragon. Well, what You're probably going to explain this, because at the yeah. end of the movie they fully blasted him with cryo freeze yeah whatever the heck it was i guess this is a different manda i don't know oh more more so the suit i imagine they would have ruined the suit right well i i don't know they probably used a separate suit or puppet when they were (laughs) freezing it okay yeah so they really freeze it i don't know pretty sure who knows the lengths that they go to in these (laughs) movies they they do a lot um but they use the same puppet but made a completely new head for it um, they decided uh. to change up the head, which if you remember in Atragon, Manda had horns. Horns, whiskers? And a mane. Mane, that's what And they looked at it and they're like, hey, this pretty much looks like one of King Jodora's heads with the horns and the mane. Mm. So that's, they decided to make him distinctly his own and not um, make him look too similar to Jodora. They made him a completely new head. And I guess it makes him look a lot more like a serpent than a than oh, a, than a Chi- Chinese. Chinese dragon. Because um, that's what it is based off, a Chinese yeah. dragon. It made more sense when it was like everything was floating underneath yeah. the water. In this movie, he's very much like anchored to everything. Yeah. He doesn't show up in the final battle. No. no. <laughs> he does. He does. He is in the final battle along with the next two monsters we'll go into and they're all just sitting on a hill watching the other kaiju attack For But alongside Mander on that hill is Varan. Uh, oh, Varan coming in. Clutch this movie. Doing so much of the heavy lifting for this film. Is he in it for like 12 seconds in yeah, total? Yeah. Doesn't <laughs> interact with anybody no. else. We saw Varan in uh, the 50s Varan movie. And then we also watched the Americanization, Varan the Unbelievable. So this is, this is Varan's final appearance we see him in. He's never comes back in any Godzilla movie. Last time we're probably going to talk about him on the podcast, but this is why we watched those two movies. Yes. This is Varan's big send off into Story of Watts as he's sitting on a cliff looking like a cardboard cutout. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Okay. Um, but he was initially planned to have a much larger role in the film. Yes, because all the previous kaiju had parts destroying cities yeah. in the final battle coming together. Yeah. But Varan was nowhere to be seen during the majority of this. A little bit at the start, mm. a little bit at the end. But they were going to have him um, attacking Jodora alongside Rodan when Jodora was going to try and fly away at the end. There would have been a team-up yeah, with Rodan and Varan as they're both... Uh, go and fly after him and force him to land by attacking him together. But the producers saw the Varan costume from the fifties. So they still had it. They still had it after 11 years in storage and it looked so bad. It was so <laughs> destroyed and damaged. And they decided to just scrap all of his scenes entirely and just use a, a small puppet they had at a wow. very long range. So that's why he's only in this for a little bit. But despite only being in this for a tiny, tiny bit, he was one of the kaiju that was most prominently displayed in promotional stills and posters and images taken of the set. It's it's so bizarre because it's like they hyped him up to be in this for quite a bit, but then they just completely cut him back and he was only in this for a tiny, tiny amount. Can we talk about the advertising for this movie? Or... Yeah. All I'd seen f- for this before watching this movie was the cover art, specifically on Letterboxd. But this would this would have been the one that was shown. I don't think that's the Japanese art. I think that's the art that was made for it um, once it had an American release. Oh, well, that's even more confusing. Then. Yeah, because I'm looking at it now. It's got Angiris, Jadora, Manda, uh, Kamanga. There's also Rodan and Gorosaurus. He's on it. Yeah. Uh, but then we also have a weird centipede, <laughs> a generic dinosaur. Yeah, it's like a sandal-looking one. <laughs> but the, all that advertising of this movie looks so weird. Yeah, if you look up um Japanese poster, um it's a bit more. It's it's very true to what the kaiju look like in this, and I think they're all labeled with their names, and you'll see they're all on there. Varan's on there. Barragons on there. Manda's on there. Yeah, this looks cool. Oh, yeah, Varan's very prominent there. Yeah, and I mean, as I said, just heaps of photos. When you search up, like, destroyal Monsters, you'll see set photos of all the costumes together on the set. And Varan's there, looking tiny, but he's there. So it's it's just very weird. And because he's only in this for such a little bit, and he was, he's so small in it, like, he looks tiny small in comparison mm. to all the others, it's, it's believed that this is, like, some baby varan this isn't the like oh, the grown-up varan that we've seen in the old school ones this is like this is varan's manila you oh, know? i believe it i believe it yeah yeah <laughs> and i mean i mentioned it before but alongside varan and a very very small role is baragon who we last saw in frankenstein conquers the world yeah. this is a Shame. Yeah. Are you looking forward to some Barragon content? Yeah. I believe there was a new suit in this. Uh it's not a new suit. Throw that sentence out the window I just said. It's just like for suit, Barragon's was in a state of extreme disrepair. I think it had <laughs> been used um in a whole lot of Ultra Q and Ultraman episodes um used for different monsters in it. Yeah. So it was just very, very bad in very, very bad condition. They ended up using one of the small puppets that was used in Frankenstein Conquers the World. I think mm. in the shot where Baragon it falls off a cliff or something. I can't even yep, remember. Yep. All, all I remember is there was one close-up of Baragon. I'm like, yeah. yeah, Baragon's looking a little little weary right there. So they they used one of the old Baragon suits, and they they ended up using it in just a few shots. Um, but again, he's in heaps of production stills and pub- publicity photos. Strangely enough, it's also unknown who wore the suit in this film for those small oh, few shots. No, no, no. Mystery actor playing Baragon on this one. Oh, if one knows, it could have been our dad. <laughs> our dad? Yeah. I think I think that's why he didn't want us to see it. <laughs> like, they're not <laughs> ready to see how awesome I was. Our here. dad in 1968. Ten years before he was born. You never know. <laughs> More, no, wait, it wasn't ten years. It was less than that. Actually, who knows? Who <laughs> knows? <laughs> That's why Barricorn wasn't in it much. It was just a baby at the time. (laughs) (laughs) Lastly, we have Gorosaurus. Played by Tadaki Watanabe. Um, And this is the Gorosaurus suit we just saw before in King Kong Escapes. I think they changed up the coloring a bit to make him a bit uh, darker colored instead Mm. of the green he was in King Kong Escapes. Uh, he actually has a pretty prominent role in this, I found Yeah, he's he's in this quite a lot Um, Especially in the last fight He gets a good kick, his trademark kick Against Jajora's back, pushing him onto the ground Oh my gosh, I totally forgot that was a trademark move this. Yeah, that's what he did against nice. Kong It's so strange, again, that he's in this When he's just in a random King Kong movie Yeah But I guess, again, it's because that was a Shiro Honda it must, He must have just been cherry-picking kaiju In films that he lo- he directed that he liked Yeah, yeah, yeah but that's all of the kaiju in this one. I think you're forgetting. Yeah. The fire dragon. <laughs> the fire dragon. The big mystery enemy that appears after King Jador is defeated. I was hoping this was like another one of those secret kaiju that comes in at the end. Yeah. <laughs> but no, it's just a UFO. Yep. Just one of the Kylax UFOs. And yeah, the Kylax are the new aliens. Uh, they're... I think they're the second race to come from a planet, as I said before, somewhere near Mars and Jupiter, just <laughs> like the zillions. What, uh, what does the outfit look like? A sparkly full body dress with like hoods. Hmm. And they're all women, like you said before, which I, I think I, I kind of like. It's like a it's a different alien instead of just... Well, no, because he was like one dude in the back of that one shot. I think he was still one of the mind controlled people from Earth. They just okay, had okay, with yeah, him. Because yeah. he doesn't want the yellow outfit. I love the outfits in this. When you cosplay as some of the characters from the story of Monsters. Nobody would recognise us. Nobody. It. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, again, I love how they're all women, how they turn into weird little slug monsters. Yeah, that was the coolest thing about them. What What, what made them turn back to that way when they're exposed to anything under 3000 degrees or something? <laughs> yeah, so the whole time they're cooped up in like a bubble base. Yeah. When their bubble base is broken, they're <laughs> referred into like these tadpole looking worms yeah i want to get some action fix of these bad boys uh, I knowing toho there's probably ones out there <laughs> there's probably ones out there like did you have anything else that you loved about the kaiju in this i I just remember distinct scenes like there's this the scene when mothra is going like rams head on into the train on the train tracks which was pretty cool yeah they turn on oh a, a, a prominent thing throughout this movie is we we see the Kaiju doing the instruction, but then the humans—they yeah. have like a base with all these TV screens everywhere. Yeah, this is where we see some of the kaiju first. You see like Amanda and Manila off to the side, and some of the screens. Yeah, teased uh, at the start of the film, and that scene in particular—they're watching it on a screen. Yeah, so it's just like you're watching an old western movie uh, in Beijing on the train tracks, and then Mothra comes along. Yeah, rams it head on. It's great. <laughs> And yeah, I really liked the stuff with Manda, just thinking back about it. Like, as you said before, he's always constricted and s- squeezing something until it breaks, which was his trademark move in Atragon, yeah. so it's cool that that came back. I loved at the end of the movie how Manda's just, like, poking out of a poking out of a little <laughs> hole in the ground yeah. when they're all back on Monsterland. Oh, I love it. Dude, Monsterland looks so small. Right? I You're putting 10 monsters on an island and it's just like the smallest little island right next to this huge marine reserve and they're it's not even just the monsters they also have like a bunch of technology to stop the monsters from and getting out they're there with them they're like underneath the monsters in their base yeah they have like a spaceship underground launching base yeah they have a they really overpopulated This is small so island. strange. Give them like a huge island of their own. Why is Mothra on Monsterland? This was a big question I was going to bring up. Mothra is the protector of Infant Island. Who's looking after Infant Island while she's kidnapped and, and being held in Monsterland? I have a theory. Yeah? You remember how people of Infant Island, they said, very sorry, one of the two Mothra twins died. Oh, oh. yeah, yeah. yeah. I think it's all just a cover story, man. Yeah? They sold one of the Mothras. <laughs> the two to the Mothras United Nations. From Mothra versus Godzilla. They're like, yeah, we got one for two. We don't need the other one. <laughs> then why is this Mothra they just been a larvae them, the whole they time? They sold them away. Uh, you know, the UNSC. Yeah. Not Halo they UNSC, They stunted the its way. growth to keep it in larvae form. Yeah, More they, controllable they, that way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They put it on cryosleep. Yeah. <laughs> Ugh. It makes total sense It's me. so It's so out there This whole concept This whole concept 1999 All the monsters are kept Securely on this island We've also got Huge astronaut teams With this State of the art spaceship Out of the space As well as well, The kaiju don't attack each other Nah they're living peacefully And Gyrus and Godzilla They're just best buddies now Yeah Yeah Kamanga, Manila Yeah They ain't got any bad beef between them. Nah Best of Friends. Yeah, man. What a movie. Uh, I've also, I've got some trivia. Uh, This film has the greatest number of monsters to appear in a single Godzilla film surpassed only by Godzilla Final Wars in 2004. So the one coming up. All Monsters Attack. Has less. It has less. And I think, if I remember correctly, All Monsters Attack uses so much stock footage of the other films. Uh, so okay. a lot of the monsters only appear in like segments from other movies that we've already seen yep yep okay but yeah this is there's a lot of cardio in this there's one good. 11 i i i did like even yeah. though three of them four of them were not even used that much yeah i still like that they were here yeah it, it, it fleshed out the world a little bit exactly and <laughs> i kind of like that some of them were just watching while the others took on king jator as well like let's be honest let's be real let's be real what is Varan gonna do against King Jadora? <laughs> yeah, this yeah. tiny little juvenile Varan. What's a Baragon? <laughs> what is Baragon gonna do? He's just gonna he's just gonna take up space, you know? Well they're the two without any real powers, yeah. right? And like Manda, his whole thing is he constricts something. He's gonna everyone's gonna have to get out of the way if he wants to go mm. in and constrict this thing. It's gonna stop them from attacking Jodora. On a more technical side as well, having Manda on stage. Yeah with everybody else so many so many strings so many and puppeteers strings <laughs> uh, as i said before ashira honda wanted a lot of monsters in this movie yeah. and initially he wanted ebra to show up in this one oh, and i miss ebra uh, yeah early drafts of the film had ebra in this and also had maguma Mag- maguma maguma the Warus kaiju Mag- maguma, your fate bro how is your maguma reports going <laughs> My like girls, hoping we weren't going to talk about it. Jasha, you got to tell me. I got Maguma taken away from me. Wait, what? We, we, we don't need to talk about it. Let's go. No, on. I have no. I'm <laughs> stopping the podcast. I haven't heard about this. Last I heard, you were sipping your cup of Joe, looking over a Mag- sleeping Maguma. What happened? <laughs> I joined a Facebook group that was like adopt a kaiju, and yeah, we're going to yeah, yeah. construct a narrative role-playing story about what's happening in this world so what happened after your one introductory report i jumped in right did a report and then all of a sudden i'm getting messages each day that are saying whoa there's a big mecha robot event you have to submit four four or five reports a month and show how your kaiju's been affected by this event and i said like pages of documents and i was like I'm just going to wait it out. I'm just, I'm just not going to partake in this event. They'll give me some slack. I just joined. I don't know the rules. Wasn't Maguma asleep as well? Yeah, I, I set up Maguma's just going to hibernate, right? It all, it all made sense in the grand scheme of things, the story. Yeah, you don't, sleep through you this don't big want event. everybody coming in for nah. the battle. Exactly. Just like destroyer monsters, right? Yeah. Some guys need to sit on the sideline. Next thing, I, next thing I know, I look on Facebook. Up pops a post. Maguma up for adoption. Wait, they didn't even consult you? I didn't even get consulted. So I'm so sorry, dude. That I cried for days. I would too. I cried for days. So if anyone out there... <laughs> if anyone out there... I know one of you. Knows a good therapist, first off, for me, just to get through <laughs> these troubles. And he's sick enough. Wants to, wants to take over Maguma's mantle. Mm. The handler of Maguma. Redeem it. Do you know who else is up for adoption? I don't know. There's heaps. There's heaps. Any ones that we'd know? Uh, I mean, I mean, we mentioned it last time, but man, we're talking about a lot of monsters this time around, But a, any, rochi? a rochi from rochi? Three Treasures. Bro, I'm actually going to do a rochi. I'll continue the saga. <laughs> you any, ma- any matango? I'm holding you. To, there might be a matango. I'm. I'm not even joking. I'm gonna. I'm gonna get Orochi. rochi. <laughs> I can't wait. <laughs> I can't wait. <laughs> I can't wait. Hold me to that. Season two. Okay. (laughs) Okay. Uh, Yeah, so Ibra and Maguma were going to be in this, um, but they were swapped out uh, for Manila and Geras and Gorosaurus. Mm. So the things they were going to do, Manila and Geras and Gorosaurus ended up doing. And drafts of the film also had Kamakuras, the mantis from Son of Godzilla, Mm -hmm. and Sander and Gyra from War of of the Gargantuas appearing. Do they appear at all in the future? I think they mentioned... Okay. Um. They yeah. They connect up in some way later down the tracks. Yeah. But yeah, there were going to be a lot of a lot of monsters in this, a lot more than there were. But because of difficulties with the suits and because of swapping them out with different monsters, it made more sense to be there. Yeah. Left to the wayside. Sense. But maguma made it all the way to the final draft of the screenplay. The final draft. The final draft of destroyer monsters had maguma from gorath attacking paris and destroying the ark of the, the covenant <laughs> destroying no, not the ark of the covenant the ark de triomphe ah yes the Arc de triomphe in paris that place maguma was going to be taking it down but they ended up replacing him with Barragon in that scene. So they decided to write Magoomer out. He wasn't going to be in it. Baragon was going to destroy the Arc de Triomphe. But after seeing the state of the Baragon suit and worried that any destruction sequences with him might damage the suit any further, mm. Gorosaurus was placed into the scene. So we do see this scene in the finished movie. Gorosaurus pops out of the ground yes. underneath this arc in oh, Paris. Oh, that's the arch. <laughs> it's an arch isn't it it's an arch it's arch de triomphe, guys I said arch this whole time (laughs) Uh, yeah so Gorosaurus ends up taking the role that was going to be Baragons and before that going to be Magumas interestingly enough Gorosaurus burrows out of the ground underneath this arch yeah I find that weird it's a Baragon ability to burrow through the ground come out of holes in the ground and also one of the TV news reporters that we see talking about all these destruction sequences says specifically Baragon's attacking Paris, but we just oh. saw that Gorosaurus attacked Paris. So it's a complete error that they just, I didn't catch that. That's yeah. The, this whole going from one monster to the next going to be initially destroying that thing in Paris. Um, it ended up getting a bit muddled, but Gorosaurus is the one doing it in the end. Um, Along with all those other monsters, King Kong appears on the French, Belgian, and Italian posters for this film prominently. <laughs> so people would have been like, whoa, King Kong's in Destroyer Monsters. Yo. Nope. And then we haven't talked about them before, but um have you heard of the Gappers? They're like, is it a band? No, nah, a, a Gapper or the Gappers are big turtle monsters. And there's an old movie oh. about these Kappa. Nah, but they're called Gappers. I think it's a playoff Kappa. Because Kappas, they're like the Japanese mythological creature. Yeah. Uh, something to do with water Yeah, stealing people. I think it's a play off like that, that, but it's a, it's a, I don't know if it's a Japanese movie, but it's a old school kaiju movie that was mm. watched and known about prominently at the time. And they featured on the Turkish poster for this. So people being like, Hey, the Gappas. Nope. I feel like you, you should be able to sue Toho for that, right? Well, I don't If you're a huge Gapper fan, I don't know. Like, did Toho specifically make the Turkish posters? Like, is it the distributors who get the guess. rights for the movie to promote it in, in Turkey? I don't know. We, we've talked about how in the past they, they made a bunch of movies. Is it Frankenstein? Germany still, all these movies. Yeah. I think Son of Godzilla in, in Germany was called like the Son of Godzilla versus Frankenstein's monsters. So, I, Germany probably marked them. Frankenstein into this summer. Probably <laughs> Frankenstein was in this one. I've only got a few more here, but sad news first off, this is Mothra Amrodan's final regular appearance in the Showa era of films. I know. So even though they were in this prominently, all the all the next Showa films they don't make an appearance, but they do appear later down the track in the heisei series hey, hey. Heisei, Hey say. And lastly, this film is considered pretty much by everyone as the end of toho's golden age of monster films golden age and this was initially intended to be godzilla's final entry ever the final entry in the godzilla's franchise final war yeah this <laughs> is we know that we, we now know that that is a movie that comes yeah, yeah. up and there's so many more godzilla movies but this was supposed to be the end and i i guess it was a cool finale for it to be the end i'd say so Jadora was brutally destroyed by all these kaiju that we've seen in the past decades through Toho's movies, which was pretty cool. yeah, And yeah, people people consider this to be like the last of its kind. This is the last Godzilla movie that feels like it does, that feels like all the ones I've seen before it. Mm. Because Destroyer Monsters ended up being very successful and Toho decided to continue the series. But the way that they, they decided to continue the Godzilla series was part of a film campaign called the Toho Champion Festival, which was... A seasonal like the Sundance of Toho. <laughs> I guess so. It, it, it said that it's a seasonal matinee that specifically targeted children. So oh. they brought back the Godzilla franchise after this big finale and specifically started targeting it to children even more so than it has oh, already weird. been doing. So, so that's interesting because I know, first off, people saying that this is the end of the Golden Age. Yeah. That's surprising to me because... Growing up and even now, some of the mainstay figures and figureheads of the Godzilla franchise, I'd say you know Godzilla is way up there. Yeah, Destroyer hugely up there. Mm-hmm. Hedorah, however many of the other ones. Yeah, that that to me is what I've probably heard so many people talking about. It. it was like, yes, this is the great stuff. Yeah, yeah, and it's it's interesting because most of those. Monsters, I guess Hedra comes up soon. So it'll be interesting to see if that movie, Godzilla vs. Hedra, is very much made for children or not. I think Toho specifically goes back to targeting an older audience sometime later down yeah. the track, but we're entering into the the era of films that's specifically made for children. Is this the one that we saw one movie of as a kid that's basically a clip show? Yeah, that's All Monsters Attack, Mike. Oh! It's... <laughs> That's coming up, dude. Oh, I totally thought that the next... I thought that was, like, another one like this where, like, all the monsters actually teamed <laughs> oh, <laughs> up like, monsters attack's pretty much a clip show featuring stock footage of other movies. I've been so excited for, like, the lost two huge team-ups. <laughs> we do get team-ups later, on, Jack. As you said, yeah, Final, Final Wars. Um, I think there's a few other ones when they cross over prominently. But, okay. yeah, get ready for all monsters <laughs> attack, everyone. Cheisha's favorite character is going to come up. In <laughs> Manila, that. Manila's in it. Manila's like... Favorite the, human character. Oh. Terror, you know what I'm talking Gano about. I know Atera. I'm looking forward to it, guys. But yeah, that's everything I have here for the story on monsters. Chesha. Yeah. If you could add one kaiju into this movie that we've seen so far oh. that didn't get put in this, who would you add? Like, I liked what they tried to do in this to have King Jadora defeated. Mm-hmm. And then have... Whoa, the fire dragon! So there's another another yeah, yeah. monster It's stage 2 of this Jadora battle. Because everybody thought it was another kaiju. Yeah. What if they, like, defeated King Jodora? And then all of a sudden, jadora's body starts to slowly morph. I see where you're headed. Grows five, like five more extra heads. heads grow yeah. out. And we get a rochi, Like, uh, as a final form for jadora Or just some other big bad... I, I get know, that I reckon like, that would have been pretty cool Jodora Falls What are they called? The Kylax The Kylax are like It's not over yet Blast them with a huge ray Yeah Yeah I, That would have been awesome Who would you have added? You know I'd love to see Odako Yeah Come back Big old octopus That would have been pretty cool I feel like he played a bigger part Because it has been two films Yeah Three Mm. i feel like he's played a bigger part in gorosaurus yeah you're Vram. right this is i didn't say it before as well but this is gorosaurus's last appearance as well so he's only in a couple of these um other than that you know i'd love to see the baby half human <laughs> <laughs> little snowman, <laughs> little snowman. <laughs> yeah no darker i'd love to see him in it yeah that'd have been cool it would've been cool to like Try and make it like instead of having Papado Dako like they had before. Imagine if they went and tried to like have Papa actual octopus. octopus? Like this just the difference in how all these monsters look yeah. and fight together. That would have been pretty cool. You could actually do that real well. This is just me throwing ideas out. Get uh get someone like Little Man. Little Man Machan. Get him inside like a mini Jadora costume. Yeah. And oh, get an man. actual octopus so it looks huge. Yeah, that would have been cool. Toho. You're onto something. Toho me anytime <laughs> <laughs> what did you think about this movie overall Michael? again we see it at the start human side of things actually I was looking at I think it's Kev's review on to box you'll read it later but I agree with him a lot it's not bad but it just goes on for so long and it feels like they repeat like the same beat like three times that yeah. by the end it's like oh, here we go again get to the kaiju stuff mm-hmm. by far the kaiju scenes in this are the st- starring pieces of the show uh, i don't think there isn't one that i like just so good how they're like jumping around different geographical locations most monsters are getting a chance to shine yeah and that final team up at the end that's that's film history that's mm-hmm. cinema history right yeah the gold the climactic battle the finale of the golden age godzilla Tell- been absolutely wasting King Jadora. Mm-hmm. What do you what do you what do you think about it? I see like a lot of the flaws in this. I see that the characters aren't too fleshed out. Fleshed out. You don't yeah. connect to them too much. Uh, the story beats are a lot of what we've seen before. It's a lot of the retread of the humans versus aliens, which we've seen done better in previous movies. We've seen it done better. We've seen it done at least four times now. Yeah, so many times. So it is just very repetitive, but stuff especially at the end with the kaiju like that battle is the best kaiju battle i think we've got so far it's a cool fight it's really cool seeing all these characters come together and it is a good payoff like i felt yeah actually i felt like it was a really good payoff for everything leading up towards it like i was invested in that fight in the end i was invested in seeing every single one of those kaiju doing their signature moves we've seen before mm. seeing all of them interact in any way even just the opener on monster land like it's just, I don't know. The little kid me is like really just, I don't know. I'm I'm getting really excited by seeing what I'm seeing on the screen. Like it, it's just, I'm loving it. I feel like if, if we did watch the rest of this as, as kids. Yeah. Days after we would have been using our little Godzilla action figures yeah, to man. recreate that fight. Absolutely. Yeah, it was really cool stuff. I, I think what you said is right. It's a good payoff. From the moment Manila walks out, leading the charge, to the end of the movie, (laughs) that is gold right there. Manila walking out just imbues the film. just, like, punches the film full of energy that I wish it had throughout the whole movie. Leading the charge. Yeah. Leading the film to success. Like, imagine if we got segments like that and kaiju sequences like that peppered throughout the movie instead of the ones we got. Like, the ones we got are pretty cool, but they're quite simple and done Disdaunted. and over real quickly and yeah. disjointed and yeah like seeing two or three monsters teaming up to take down a city at different parts during the movie would have been awesome we saw that a little bit with godzilla and manda yeah but that's pretty much it yeah and again quite boring like yeah they weren't doing much together okay then what, what's your favorite kaiju in this movie if you had to give it a definitive answer okay um manila i i have to do Classic. it i don't know i I like him. Again, he's so different to all the others. But in saying that I also liked Godzilla in this one. I really, really like his appearance. I think this is my favorite mm. Godzilla suit so far. Maybe one of my favorites throughout the entire franchise as we'll go on. And yeah, I liked him. He was a good I'm liking good. Godzilla. I'm I'm woman up to him, which is weird given this was so far into yeah. the Godzilla movies, but um his personality's starting to come through a little bit and I'm I'm mm. I'm liking him. He's brutal in that's fine. Yeah, too. real a little brutal. Uh, What's yours? Manila's great. You like Barragon? No, no. I think for this one, my favorite's actually Manda. True. From the moment you see him at the start, I don't know. For me, he, seeing him was just really cool. Bringing a yeah. monster that's usually underwater and kind of repurposing his whole idea of a Kaiju yeah. into these above ground fights. Uh, there's that scene where he's like wrapping around a train track and yeah. just fully crushing it well, with Godzilla in the background. That huge, hours-long deleted scene you showed me of <laughs> Manda versus Godzilla. Yeah, you hyped it up so Godzilla much. Godzilla throws a punch or two at Manda. It's like 10 seconds. <laughs> I don't know. I, I love what they did with Manda in this. Yeah. I, I'm going to say Manda. Nice. What do you want to rate this one overall? Destroy on monsters. Okay. I thought I thought long and hard about this. Okay. Out of five i'm gonna give this three and three quarters you're giving this a 3.75 i've done this before 3.75 kaiju sitting on the sidelines the final battle (laughs) like amanda varan and Barragon. yeah watching the big fight kaiju sitting on the sidelines yeah i'm with you um i had a good time i think just what i said before the space stuff has been done better before. We've got better characters before. We've had better overall kaiju segments before. But the final battle in this really makes it for me. Mm. It's a great payoff. And it's just it's a little bit of movie magic seeing everyone come together at the end. Yeah. In saying that, I'm probably going to give it overall a three out of five kaiju sitting on the sidelines. Mm, three kaiju. Fair. Just like the three sitting on the sidelines <laughs> in the movie. I think... Uh, the alien stuff and the human stuff, it lets this movie down a lot. It's just not unique. Whereas this movie yeah. would have really benefited from just a real different, real creative, mm. real unique plot line. Some of the ones I've rated highly in the past are *Ebera*, Godzilla, and Mothra. And when I think back to those, they've all had like real cool sets, real cool kaiju, real cool battle scenes. But the thing that's made them is, like you said, just the unique story. Yeah. This, it doesn't have that no. this is almost indistinguishable from invasion of the astro monster mm. king jadorah monster but i don't think it's bad no like i think this gets a bad rap because people, this is hated by a few people right uh yeah a lot a lot of people don't like this one it's everyone's a lot of people see this one as just a bigger letdown for everything leading up to it but i i don't think it's bad i think it's just done what a lot of the movies have done before but just not as well yeah if if you love the kaiju though yeah if you're in these movies for the kaiju this this is like caviar yeah you'll love this right up. I'll, I'll go into a, re, a few reviews and comments from you guys the listeners uh I'll, I'll start on kev's one which you mentioned before but kev said the last 15 minutes of this movie is my avengers Endgame. game <laughs> a lot of heavy lifting done here by some incredible creature sequences and the best finale of the franchise so far insane that the manila costume was not improved the human slash alien storyline that dominates slash wastes the rest of the runtime is yeah. fine at first but wears its welcome quick and is super boring by the end and kev gave it 3.5 out of 5 kaiju sitting on the sidelines bro kev i'm almost exactly with you man yeah yeah they called me about avengers endgame so true <laughs> yeah. they did it first man back in the 60s yeah. godzilla did a huge crossover event this, so cool. this probably would have been one of the first huge yeah. battle team-ups I, I know the only other one that comes to mind is like the universal monsters that did it before this one but did they have a big team-up i think they had a big team-up yeah we also had a comment from ron on letterboxd and ron said uh now eventually you do plan to have monsters in your Your monsters movie right <laughs> <laughs> too much human slash alien stuff and not enough kaiju but the last 15 minutes are pretty rad he also said go listen to the brothers Drake, Jasher, and Mike get talk about it on the next episode of Podzilla 3 out of 5. That's a good idea, guys. Listen to Mike and Jason <laughs> talk about this. Eh? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Appreciate it, Rod. Have another comment here by Itno Dove, who said, a real mixed bag with great action and an awful plot. Uninteresting characters leave the Kylax as the only good part of the human segments. I loved seeing tons of familiar monsters show up, including my personal favourites, Angeirus and Minya. Some, like Varan, should have gotten more than cameos, but appearing at all was nice. Despite the great action, I would only give this film a 2.9 out of 5. Classic micro-rating there with the, the decimal point. I've That's never gone five. so far as That's in 2.9. Isn't that new ground? And the last comment we have here is from Big O, who says, Destroy Your Monsters might be my least favourite Showa Godzilla film. Wow. Yes, the special effects and kaiju scenes are a treat, but everything is so very, very weak. And straight up not engaging. Invasion of Astro Monster does everything this movie did, but better. It's unfortunate that a film that's supposed to be this big event film can never live up to the hype of films like Jadora the Three-Eater Monster* and, as I mentioned before, *Invasion of Astro Monster*. One point five out of five on this one, sadly. Mm. I, I do get your points, Bigger. Like you're completely right. Invasion of Astro Monster. If you're wanting to look for a Godzilla team-up movie. I'd probably recommend Invasion of Astro Monster or Jadora the Three Headed Monster before this one, just for the personalities of Godzilla, Rodan, Mothra, and the actual real cool.
1: Bit more engaging
0: human storyline. Yeah, yeah. But I completely get your points. That's it. Destroy all monsters. It was all leading up to this one. Real quick count how many monsters were destroyed? One how do it right here, folks? Well, can we can we count the the fire dragon? Two, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Destroyed my hopes and dreams. <laughs> yeah. Does that mean there's twelve monsters in this <laughs> one? The fire dragon. We can count the UFO <laughs> as a fire dragon. As, as a kaiju. Man, that's it. That was a big one. That was that was a treat. I enjoyed watching that. This, is, this feels like a good wrap up. Yeah. And speaking of wrapping up, guys, we've got some exciting, but also a little bit sad news. Oh, we're that... actually finishing up Podzilla. <laughs> <laughs> we are, but not for long. We're coming back with a season two um, very soon. We That's said right. before that this is about a year of us to win the podcast. And we, we figured that it would be quite a nice stopping point um, mm. shortly to just take a break for a, about a month or so and That's then right. come back on uh, on a, one of the big movies we're, we're tired we're worn out after a year of doing this <laughs> yeah we've blown our budget getting getting all the people in the back yeah you know getting so many fantastic people doing our art for the series yeah man manila in the back looking after the instagram manila does all our socials guys yeah just you are it here first if you message our instagram podzilla pod yep You will be messaging Manila. That is a great job. We haven't paid him in a while, actually. We need a... We're actually... We've actually blown our budget. So, uh... I don't know what we're going to do for next episode. (laughs) Yeah. We are coming back for one more episode in two weeks. The big finale. The big... (laughs) The big finale (laughs) for season one of Podzilla. What are we watching? An ageless submarine captain ferries three explorers to an underwater colony threatened by Dr. Malik a cruel scientist who wishes to rule all of mankind with his genetically altered animals and humans. This is Latitude Zero. <laughs> Latitude Zero. I think ashiro Shiro Honda's next movie that he directed after Destroy All Monsters. So, you know, obviously we're sending it out with a bang with a Godzilla movie, right? <laughs> yeah. Well, a nice little epilogue, you know? We can just relax, watch a movie that's not so connected to the grand scheme of things. I don't think Godzilla's in it. <laughs> I think there are kaiju. I'm not sure how connected it is at all overall, but it's going to be a fun time nonetheless. Uh, I am doing the art for it, guys, just as a special guest artist. So get ready for my latitude yeah. zero art. Or maybe we should no, I, I scratch that. I'm not doing the art. Manila's doing the art. So if it's <laughs> terrible. Message Manila about it, please. <laughs> uh, yeah, but latitude zero, two weeks, and then we're taking a bit of a break. But we will be still be doing uh episodes, uh biweekly like we have been doing. They just won't be movie specific. We might do a mm-hmm. few ranking episodes. We might have some Godzilla news popping up. San Diego Comic Con. There's going to be some Godzilla announcements. Yeah, that's so. in a few days. Yeah, uh, with updates about the current state of Godzilla. Yeah. and the monsterverse. We know there's a few upcoming movies and shows, even by Toho itself. Yeah, uh, so we'll be there on the front lines. Yeah, we're not we're not going anywhere. But we're just going to be having a little bit of a break yeah, from watching yeah. these films. And yeah, you are still yeah. going to be hearing from us. you are still going to be listening to us. We'll still be around. Uh, but in saying all that as well, uh, in the show notes for this episode, we've got a little link to a Google form where you can just say a little bit of feedback about the show, mm. what you've been liking. What you haven't been liking too much, what we can improve on. Jace's um, Manila impersonation. <laughs> you can say a little feedback about my Manila impression, you know. But yeah, we would really, really appreciate if you can just go to the show notes, fill out that form, just so we can come back for a new and improved season too. Yeah. So oh, looking awesome. to it. New and improved oh, art. Oh, what? Wait, uh, sorry. Any... What was that? Do we have a new podcast stuff. Oh, what did I just hear? A, you didn't hear anything. Oh, man. Okay, I am excited. None. Little yes. I guess we'll see you guys in a couple of weeks for the final episode of Season 1 of Podzilla. Hold on to your butts, people. That's been Podzilla with your hosts, Jasha and Micah Drake. Follow along on our socials at PodzillaPod and jump into our Discord via the link in the show notes. Huge thank you to Cassie Celine who did our podcast start and Degora 9898 who did our episode thumbnail. Let's go. And just to disclaimer that any musical sound effects used in this episode belong entirely to the Toho company. See you guys next episode.